Welcome to Roll the Credits Podcast with Aaron and Brian. Uh, we are a movie review for The Average Joe. We are not professional critics at all, uh, so don't take our word for things that seriously. Yeah, we may think like we are, but uh, we're not, so we just yeah. say what we say. Yeah, we're just here to give everyone just a quick little debrief on movies, you know. Maybe our opinions don't match up with yours, you know, that's the way the world works these days. Yeah, you're probably wrong, but it's okay. <laughs> the, it's uh, Yeah, we'll give a little down on any movies we saw during the week and news that popped up and future developments and all this stuff. So anybody that may or may not know Brian and I, we have been going to the movies rather religiously for the past <laughs> year or two. Um, I think roughly, it's been almost three, actually. So yeah, Somewhere around there. It started with, what, Spectre in 2015? Mm, yeah, so yeah like, end of 15, so yeah. It has been quite a while, um, and we watch a lot of movies in our spare time, a little bit of stuff around there. Some Basically, it's a problem. I don't. Hey, it's a better addiction <laughs> than a lot of things. Um, so, basically, what we're going to be doing here is reviewing movies, going through news and such. Uh, we'll have lighthearted discussions and stuff about things. Um as well as we'll do lists here and there as well as um trying to think well we'll do uh watch alongs maybe occasionally with uh different streaming movies on netflix or amazon prime stuff like that um maybe we'll try we'll get that once we're more underdeveloped more de more developed also like when we have like week weeks with like bad movies coming out that we yeah. don't want to see like yeah Movie Pass can only get me to go see certain things. Like very true. Um, also, you know, maybe when we have actual subscribers, so uh, that would help. But I, <laughs> we can just talk to no one right now. It's cool. I'll subscribe and give myself five stars. That's you know, I'll do the same thing. There we go. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so let's get this show kicked off. Our inaugural <laughs> inaugural episode <laughs> uh, <laughs> with. Uh, we will have three reviews, actually, for everybody today. We'll be doing Christopher Robin, uh, Teen Titans, and Black Klansman, and we will split those um, beginning, middle, and end of the show. Uh, we will get kick-started with Christopher Robin, which we saw last Sunday, I believe. Uh, yeah, that was, that was my childhood in the movie. It, it, it was a great movie. I've seen some people say that they... You know, I thought it was boring, didn't like it, it wasn't a kid's movie. You know, yeah, it wasn't, and maybe that's why I enjoyed it a lot more. Um, but, I mean, I scored it at an 80 out of 100. Um, it was great. I thought the entire story of Christopher Robin, you know, being an adult and kind of realizing that he can be himself, but he doesn't have to lose his childhood is great. Um I do think that it connects to a smaller window of people because I think like our age group, people will look at that and say, you know, people in our age group don't think that we need to get rid of that part of our life. And it's kind of reassuring to that uh, while, you know, older groups and stuff might look at it as, you know, once you turn a certain age, you know, you lose that part. Um, so I do think it applies to a smaller window and, and kids probably won't enjoy the movie nearly as much. And yeah, it I is kind of uh, more like a, a target audience for people that grew up watching, uh, Winnie the Pooh and stuff. 
So I mean, it's I mean, it's maybe like a a ten twenty year gap that they're using people for. But like, I don't know. I didn't know someone from work who was gonna take their kids to go see, it, and I was like, I mean, did they watch Christopher Robin? They're like, oh, we kind of know who it is. And I was like, oh well, I loved it because that was my childhood. It was just a nice warm feeling at the end of it. Yeah, I mean it. If you grew up with Winnie the Pooh, you never truly stop loving Winnie the Pooh. I don't think <laughs> like that's my basis for it. Like, it's a great character. It's a great story overall. Yeah, and it was great about this movie is that like Jim Cummings was he came back and his voice he was the original voice of Winnie the Pooh and other characters. And for the movie, he was the voice of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, which was great. Yeah, absolutely. And on top of all that, um, it, I will say that it, like it is sort of depressing through parts of the movie like it is a lot darker than i expected for a disney film um it was an emotional roller coaster it it really was but it it was both depressing and heartwarming and just a large mix um like i said i gave it an 80 what did you end up giving it yeah i also gave it an 80 i mean my one of my only like little issues kind of with it is like it was a a story we've heard before it was kind of like a the father he worked too much, didn't really pay attention to his as much as he should have to his family and the kids. They started to drift, but then something reminds him and goes back to his family. Just luckily for us, it was Winnie the Pooh that brought him back, which was an avo- a very enjoyable thing. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of depressing, like I really wasn't expecting to get like World War Two Nazi killing scenes at the beginning of the movie. Like that yeah. really. <laughs> that was a hell of a start for for a Winnie the Pooh Christopher Robin story. Yeah, in the first uh, like fifteen minutes of the movie after like he leaves a hundred acre woods to go to boarding school, it's like a ten minute just kind of like going through his life until we reach to the point where the rest of the movie is in his adulthood. And part of that he's in the war, and you're just like, oh, whoa, that's the wasn't expecting that. Yeah, um, I will say, and I know that you know that I've been a proponent of this. I am extremely disappointed in the internet for not delivering me Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi memes. Uh, I have seen a couple, and they all sucked, and I'm very sad about that. Um, yeah, it's a shame. Come on, internet. Do better. Like, I, want, we, I want good memes. Like we're in, we're in full meme culture right now, and you can't deliver me one good Winnie the Pooh Star Wars meme. What, a, what an absolute shame. Um, anything else it you want to say about Christopher Robin? Uh, no, I mean, if you want to go to a movie and feel nice and warm at the end, go see this movie. Yeah, um, and I'll double off that. You know, if you liked Winnie the Pooh at any point in your life, uh, as a child, as an adult, who am I to judge? Um, you, you'll absolutely like it, and if you didn't ever really care for Winnie the Pooh or you didn't grow up with it, you probably won't enjoy it that much, um, to be honest with you. So that's pretty much where I stand. Um, I'm trying to look back. I believe the combo score was a 76.8 or a 78.6. It was. I can pull it up real quick. It was a 76.8. So that factors in our two scores and then a little bit of critic and user scores. So. Correct. Yeah, for anybody yeah. listening, um, our combo score is our scores plus, is it Rotten Tomato score? And Rotten Tomato, the Metacritic, and then IMDb user score. So. Yeah, you set uh, you set up the whole uh, grid sheet, so you. Oh yeah, it's a big old me. formula. We don't need to get into that. So. Uh. <laughs> oh please don't! I math bores <laughs> me. 
All right. So anyway, uh, that was our Christopher Robin review. Like uh, like we said, good movie. If you liked uh, Winnie the Pooh, definitely go see it. Uh, if you didn't, you know, it might not be for you, but if you, I, I definitely recommend it either way. Uh, moving on to some news. So some of the big news over the past couple of weeks has been Movie Pass. And oh, movie Pass. What a wild ride this company is taking literally all of us that are subscribers on. Um, originally, it's, it's you know, for for two or three years, it survived as a as a thirty to thirty five dollar thing for a couple movies a month. wasn't but really. They, they much only had of a like deal. a couple hundred thousand subscribers because it was that expensive. Yeah, um, it wasn't a big thing, but they had some people. Then they make their dramatic shift down to ten dollars yeah, a month last to see a, August. A movie. I believe it was. Something like that. Uh, a movie Ten dollars a month, movie a day. Then eight months later, they have three million subscribers. Yep, is um, is ridiculous. They are just absolutely hemorrhaging money, um, which I mean, in terms of business, isn't necessarily the biggest surprise. I mean, oh, yeah, did, it's not sustainable at all. They did run out of money. Now, granted, you know, Netflix loses money every year. Amazon didn't make a profit for twenty years after they began. Um, I mean, so that's not necessarily a surprise, but to be hemorrhaging money and to officially run to a point where you were at zero is Yeah, uh, was it like two or three weeks ago on a Friday or Thursday night or whatever, they literally ran out of cash, the stock market, so like the app just crashed and it was almost a full 24 hours they were down. It was ridiculous. Yeah, which is another thing, like, uh, I mean, they could at least just, you know, be honest with people and not say that it's technical difficulties. Like, running out of money is not a a technical difficulty. Like, that's a financial difficulty. Just say, hey, you know, we ran out of cash to pay for all your Mission Impossible tickets. Not all of our heads are in the clouds. Like, we know MoviePass isn't sustainable. We're going to ride it while we can. At least at the rate it was. Um, And so, like, we know, okay, you ran out of money. We we expected that. You don't have to be (laughs) like, oh, it's just some technical difficulties. We're fixing it soon. Nah, y'all ran out of cash and you needed it. Oh, yeah. Um, and so then they end up, you know, cutting what you can see, you know, Mission Impossible available now three weeks after it released. Um, Blacking out the big movies for the first two weeks. Such a shame. So they've officially come to, a, a, like, a, a new resolution on a plan, which is three movies a month for the same nine ninety five or nine ninety nine or whatever it is, pricing. Um, they mm-hmm. are suspending their peak pricing. Thank uh, goodness. Few that didn't really affect me. But. Yeah, few to no blackouts. It would affect you <laughs> at the end of your yearly yeah. uh, subscription. Lucky ass. Oh, just last, last till then. Movie pass, please. <laughs> um, which is still a great deal. Um, I, I go online and I see, you know, hundreds of people, you know. I get it. Like, I wish they were more upfront about things. Um, their customer service on that end and, and getting the message out to people has been awful. Yeah, um, it was it was real rough at the beginning, like and, when when back last fall. And it's yeah. like that's gotten a little better, but their customer service still isn't the best. Yeah, and I mean, I get it. Like, if you want to switch to the AMC thing, if you have AMC theaters in your in your area, yeah, sure. I mean, that's still a, a really good deal to see movies. Um, cause I, I mean, I urge people to get out to the theaters. It's a great time. Um, I love going to movies. uh, and I think that's one of the things that nobody can deny is that movie pass coming out has brought so many more people out to the theaters. Like before oh, yeah, that came out, we were, we would go and there would be maybe two or three people for any movie we saw. 
now we're seeing yeah anything that wasn't a giant blockbuster we would go and you could count on your hands how many other people were in the audience yeah um and yeah there's definitely there's you can see in the uptake in sales and attendance and like how much that's contributed from movie pass it's and it's been so this thus far through the year seven full months through the year and we're on pay the u.s is on pace to break the gross product gross sales for movies uh largely because of people think because of movie pass so oh yeah i mean it, if it hasn't played the it has played the most important role in, in getting people out to the theaters which is great um and that's that's what i like you know as long as you're not annoying at the movies <laughs> oh jeez, um, that does but, happen but um yeah, the three movies per month, um, still a great deal for nine ninety nine. Like, and oh yeah, on top of the three movies a month, they're like, oh, if you, it's eighty five percent of people they say don't see more than three. We just happen to be part of that fifteen percent, sucks. But they're saying that after the three movies a month, they'll offer you a discount for any movies past that. So hopefully, that works well. I guess we'll find out. All this is supposed to take into action. Uh, this wednesday the 15th so we'll see how this all plays out yeah um we go probably i'd say about four times a month on average um sometimes yeah. we'll skip I, a week I, sometimes yeah. we'll go five times um, yeah i think once or twice we've gone like six times too so but i mean just for us you know you're cutting it you know a 50 dollar bill or 40 to 50 dollars worth of movie tickets oh yeah the I, hours we go down to you know 20 22 at most um Oh, yeah, yeah like it's I, it's a great deal. You know, I, I urge people not necessarily necessarily to abandon it unless you have something better. Um, I think they will get better um, as a company as it grows. It, I hope when you're hemorrhaging money, there's just there's so many things you have to go through, like as a company that uh, it's not going to be easy. Yeah, so but I mean, it's definitely it's it's worth it. I mean, if most, I mean, they say the average ticket price across America is only like nine dollars, but anywhere here in the area, it's anywhere between like ten and eleven dollars. Well, with movie pass being nine ninety five, it's and that it's worth it just see if, one a month. Yeah, I mean that also depends on where you are. I'm sure, like, I I can't oh, yeah. say for certain, but I assume a theater in the middle of Iowa probably charges. Three dollars less per ticket than you know New York City or L.A. Oh yeah, like, I know. I know big cities big like New markets. York and L.A. They're like fifteen dollars to go see a movie. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway, that is um some news on movie pass and the adjustments. Just trying to get everybody. We'll keep you updated because I mean, obviously, this movie pass is just a wild ride. So yeah, it's, you'll definitely it, hear a movie pass again ho- from us. Hopefully, hopefully not though. Um. <laughs> hopefully I think all good stuff. Hopefully all good stuff. Yeah, that that is definitely the hope. Um, so moving on, um, the next topic to discuss, and just because this is a personal favorite of mine, um, we got the reveal of uh, Margaret Robbie as Sharon Tate in the new Quentin Tarantino uh, movie, uh, yes, Once Upon a movie. Time in Hollywood. It's going to be amazing. I heard of it last year, and I was like, oh, just give it the Oscars now. You got Leo and Brad Pitt in it. Done. Yeah. Um, so, so looking at this movie, um, anybody that knows me knows I'm a huge Tarantino fan. I am a mega Leo fan. Just, just a bit. I'm, and, I'm, I'm a mega. And I love Robbie as well. She is oh, yeah. both an incredible act- actress and she is beautiful. And uh, yeah. yep. for anybody that's ever seen pictures of Sharon Tate, um, obviously before the murder, um, 
she looks so dead on to her in this movie. It, it's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's weird has, almost. I love it. She has such an uncanny knack for like just looking exactly like the people she's playing. It's incredible. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so and, that, that'll be great. Unless her re- reveal. Oh yeah, it's it's gonna be great. And I know that like Infinity War two comes out or whatever they're gonna call it next year. But this is my <laughs> this, this is the movie I can't wait for the most. And Infinity and it, and Avengers, Avengers four right will be the biggest it. blockbuster. This will be the biggest any other kind of movie that'll There's, win. This should win every single kind of Oscar. It's Tarantino, Leo, Margot, Brad Pitt, just sold. Oh yeah, I, I just I I can't wait. Like <laughs> it's definitely gonna get Oscar buzz. I, I'm really excited for it. Um, if it doesn't, I'm boycotting. No, oh, it. Uh, if it if it disappoints, it'll probably I might never go see a movie ever again. <laughs> uh, you heard that here, guys. Yeah, you heard it here first. Um, that could potentially be the end of the podcast. Um, so fingers crossed. Yeah. So the next item on the agenda. Um, so the Oscars has released a new category. Um, achievement oh, yeah, in popular cinema. Um, which. Basically, it's just them saying, well, you know, we're never going to reward these movies like Avengers, you know. Uh, it's like, yeah, Marvel you know, everybody, movies, you know, those Star those Marvel movies, movies and Star Wars that you love. Like, yeah, they're not good enough to get anything other than the tentacle awards. But you guys, we want you to review. We want you to watch our show. So we'll make this category just so they can win it. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I, I kind of actually like it. Um I mean, yeah, I, I understand a lot of people are going against it because they think, oh, like, it's a slap in the face, you know, you're just trying to draw. I, I mean, I get it. Um, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of split I, about it. I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, I understand why they're doing it. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't really have a problem with it overall. Um, yeah, I don't it, have a problem with it. And also cool. they... I do wish that, you know. I, I do think that Infinity War, Black Panther, which people are still saying that Black Panther has actual Oscar buzz behind it. So I mean, we'll which see about it, that. Which it rightfully does. So, um, but yeah, I mean, they they talked about also along with this category, like cutting down the show because we all know it starts like eight o'clock and most of the times goes till midnight, which is ridiculous. Being on a Sunday night, you know, people got work in the morning. So they're talking about cutting it down to a three hours and doing the less popular categories, doing commercials, which some people get angry about. They're like, oh, I want to see all the categories. Uh, I want to get a good night's sleep and see who wins best picture. So I'm all, I'm all for that. See, I'm actually on the opposite end of that. Um, my thought is if I love award shows, um, I'll watch them all throughout the year. I don't know why. Um, I, oh, I just have... I just have this fascination with watching people that are much richer and much more successful than me get <laughs> more richer and more successful than me on TV. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the thing that will be interesting is uh, once they haven't released uh, what categories they won't like li- show live, uh, that's basically saying, like, oh, uh, you people are going to win this category. You're not as good as everyone else. Like, we're just going to show you during the commercial, and then we'll we'll cut to your 30-second award speech but uh all these other categories are better yeah um which and like like i was saying i didn't have a problem like yeah it sucks that it runs real late into the night but i mean i'm here for it like i'm watching the oscars because i want to watch the oscars 
if I only wanted to watch, you know, Best Picture, I would, you know, take a nap and wake up for it. I'm there for it. I want to. I want to. I want to know who the best cinematographer is. I want to know, you know, who's That's dressing true. people the best. Um, yeah, give give me all that stuff. Um, but so, what do you think as of right now? What do you think the probably the top five runners for this uh, achievement in pop cinema are are going to end up being? Top five. Well. It'll be interesting to see how they categorize it. Like, it's just going to be like, oh, the five most, the five biggest grossing movies of the year. I don't um, think it'll be that. I think what they'll, I think they'll take high grossing movies, but I think they'll also look at like the quality of it. Like, I don't think, and thank God, <laughs> I don't think you'll see Jurassic World on there um, because it got a low score. Very split movie, yeah. Um, I think we'll see. If I had to guess, I think we will see Black Panther. Um, Infinity War, Mission Impossible. Um, Mission Impossible, probably, uh, or maybe uh, Ready Player One, or Deadpool, maybe. Oh, yeah, Deadpool Uh, probably in it. It'll probably just be a lot of comic book movies and um, in real real life superhero uh, Tom Cruise. Um, I think that's basically what we're going to be looking at. Um, Yeah, Uh, maybe it's good. I don't know what other big movies towards the end of the year that'll actually be hopefully be good movies. Um, maybe Creed. I don't know how big that'll gross. Creed two. That'll probably uh, be pretty big for it. Mary Poppins Returns. I know you're not really excited for this, but uh, a lot of people are, and so that could be a factor with uh, Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins. So I mean that. Yeah, I mean that. That could be. Um... I guess we'll we'll find out what so. else is on here, but I just I swear, Bumblebee better not get <laughs> if any with this new category. If any Transformers movie or Fast and Furious movie or a Fast and Furious spinoff or whatever gets nominated for this category, I'm just stop watching the Oscars and I'll just watch. I'll record it and watch the only the the five main categories that I want to see because that'd be ridiculous. Fair, fair. Uh, I won't argue that. <laughs> um, yeah, there will definitely be some other uh, big movies that, that go on to that. Um, it would be nice to see, you know, I I, I gave Infinity War a 10, a 10 out of 10. So, I mean, I did think that was a great movie overall and that it should at least garner consideration for uh, Best Picture. Um, I, I don't oh, understand... Better what went wrong or or who did the academy dirty after lord of the rings but the refusal to put any of these like pop culture movies in yeah into the best picture and just making it artsy thing has definitely affected viewership and forum um and the overall for sure uh, i mean yeah looking back 2001 or 2002 or whatever that was the return of the king was the last giant movie to win best picture that's that's 16 years of you guys. Like, that's a long time. Yeah, I mean, no offense to, like, Moonlight and shit, but, like, great movie. Nobody goes to see that. But, like, yeah. The only really, the people are going to go see that are the critics and the real big movie snobs. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we love our movies, but, like, I don't know. Well, was, and to double back on that, 
Manchester by the Sea sucked. That should not have been nominated. <laughs> Sorry to anybody that enjoys that movie, but that was a bore fest. Yeah. I also, a little pre movie, we're going to get lost on this. Uh, a few years ago, the Birdman movie won with Michael Keaton. That was such a weird movie. Like, I watched that, and I, at the end of it, I was just like, that one best picture, I think? Like, that, that was weird. Like, I don't know. They They need to include actual, like, great movies. Into hey, these, so. Look, man, don't don't sit here and knock a uh, Michael Keaton movie. Okay? No, no, no. Uh, Michael Keaton that. is great. I'm <laughs> saying um, that movie though was strange. You know, Emma Stone was in that too. Loved her, but like, I there could have been other movies that that should have won. That's fair. I'll give you that. Um, so that yeah, that's that's the new Oscar category. Look for that this upcoming year. Um, hopefully maybe that'll drive some more people to watch the show. Um, yeah, because this last year was a record low for them in uh TV viewership. So. They're trying to drive that back up. Well, that also could be attributed to the fact that Leo wasn't in a movie to be nominated last year. That's my assumption. Um, um, I mean, maybe. We'll see. Uh, or maybe just after <laughs> the previous year of the whole big La La Land spoof where they announced that it won and it actually didn't win, people were like, well, they don't, the Academy doesn't know what they're doing. I'm not going to watch this anymore. Yeah, that was a that was a tragic. That was a travesty. Uh, La La Land is such a perfect movie. Just... It's so good. It, it's it's beautiful. Uh, so we'll move on to our second review of the of the <laughs> podcast. Um, this one Teen is for Titans. Go to the movies. Yeah, what a what an interesting <laughs> yeah, movie. That like, was <laughs> such a stupid movie. I I just I really don't understand. I I don't know what to really say about it. To be honest with you. Um, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So I did. There was multiple times they laughed at it. Some of the laughter was like, oh, this is generally funny stuff. And someone was like, what am I watching? Like, this is ridiculous. This is so stupid, it, but it's funny. Like, it just catches you off guard. Now, some of the laughter, like, some of the jokes, they were, like, poking fun at the superhero genre about how everyone gets a movie. And just the superhero characters and breaking forth wall stuff. That stuff was funny. But, like, the rest of it, it was predictable. It was... It was not a great story. It was stupid. I didn't know any of the main actors other than Nicolas Cage was the voice of Superman. This is weird. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was funny that they, yeah, they made fun of, you know, themselves a lot. um, And the universes together, like the Stan Lee cameos and stuff. uh, Oh, yeah. The big Stan Lee actually did a cameo in this, mocking his other cameos, which was gold. So, yeah, um, it's... It's got some laughs um, if you like superhero movies and stuff like that. Um, it felt a little longer than it actually was, I thought. Which it was only like a little over an hour and a half, so. Yeah, I I gave it a, I ended up going with a 60 for it. Um, I couldn't really, basically my threshold is anything that I give a 70 or above is a movie that I'm willing to go out and purchase for my collection and. This simply was That's not fair. something I plan on buying at any point in yeah. the future. It's a decent movie. If you like comic book movies, it's, I guess, worth a watch. Maybe some people will like it a little yeah. bit more than I did. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, give, I give it like a 65. I mean, it was, just, it was, just, it was, it was good. It was, en- it was partially enjoyable, funny at times, but I don't think it's something that down the road I'm going to buy. Yeah, um, our combo score for it ended up being a 66.6. Um, <sighs> <laughs> so you need to go to a 70 so we can bump that up to a 
less evil or number. Yeah, less evil <laughs> number. Maybe, maybe we can ch- check on the user score, see if that changes it at all. The INDB because it's like one point. You just gotta get off that six six six. Yeah, gotta gotta get away from that. Uh, other than that, so that was just a quick wrap up. Like I said, there's not a lot to say about the movie in general. Um, if you like DC comics, regular comic book movies, and cartoons, it's worth a watch. Um, otherwise, I don't really recommend it. I didn't think it was great. Um, yeah, maybe you kids. Only... You can take kids to it though. Uh, if you take kids to the movies, don't let them run around in the theater. Yeah. Beforehand, or like as the movie's starting, whatever, like keep them in their seat. When we were there beforehand, there was literally kids doing laps because there was no one else in the theater. In the theater, like parents control your children. I wanted to throw like a water bottle at them. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have a water bottle though, so I couldn't, and I didn't want to go to jail for assault. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's uh, fair. Fair. I had to refrain from that. Um, should have got an interview with the kids to see if they like the movie because then maybe we no, no, I don't think they paid attention to half of it so yeah you're probably not wrong I think they were busy spilling their popcorn the whole damn time oh yeah that mom like five times <laughs> you spilled your popcorn again ah. um so moving on uh we'll head to uh some more news uh this one I know you don't really care about um but I'll do it for the sake of myself yourself um, so Power Rangers 2 has been green-lighted for development. Um, yawn. Which, don't yawn it. You didn't see the first one. Uh, Look, I never really got into Power Rangers as a kid. I didn't see this new Power Rangers that came out well, two years ago or whatever. So I, I don't really care for it. They're doing a second one. Whoop-de-doo. I, this, the first one didn't even get that great reviews. I don't. Th- it made money, but not like a lot of money. So I don't know. I don't know. Hasbro is just trying to extend their Hasbro universe. Well, so here's the thing. I never really cared for Power Ranger growing up. Um I watched it a few times at my friend Zach's house. Shout out Zach. Um because he liked it a lot and he made me milkshakes. So that's oh, well, the only I guess reason that, that I ever can make anything it. better, I guess, milkshakes. Absolutely. Uh I enjoyed the first one. Um it did I don't know, it kind of fell off towards the end, but most of the movie was rather enjoyable. I thought the critics were pretty far off on it. Um, It didn't make a lot of money at the box office, but it did get a pretty big, uh, like a pretty sizable um, go on DVD and streaming release, Um, which is why they're going to green light for the second one, see where it goes. Hasbro bought out, um, I don't remember if they bought out the entirety of Saban, um, or if it was just like certain things, but so it's now under Hasbro's control. Um, I assume they'll bring back the same cast and I hope so because Brian Cranston was in there. Um, and hmm. oh, if they yeah, bring him back, weird robot thing. yeah. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see. Um, hopefully they make the entirety of the, the, the movie better for number two. I, We'll definitely see it when it comes out. Uh, like I said, I enjoyed the I first will not. one. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, I think I gave the first one a 70 out of 100. Um, probably would have gave it better had the ending been better, but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, moving on. Um, so we actually got more information on this earlier today. There was a rumor going around this week that Idris Elba was potentially going to uh, be the next 007. Um, unfortunately, which, it looks like that has been squandered. Which, which is a sucks. shame because I think that would be amazing. 
Like I love I love Idris. Like he's great in the Thor movies and the TV show and TV show Luther and other stuff he's been in. He's great. And it would have been awesome to see him as James Bond 007, but apparently that's not happening. So Absolutely. Um I agree with you on that. I do I he's kind of been the 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 choice for fans for like the last year or two while this whole saga has been going on. Obviously Daniel Craig's coming back at least for one more 007 movie. Which um, I mean, yeah, he's been he's been pretty good, so. Yeah, it's it's been an enjoyable turn. Um a yeah. lot better than Pierce Brosnan and a lot of the the former mm-hmm. ones, pretty much everyone except Connery. Um fair enough. Overall, uh, I'm not really sure at this point who I'd peg to, to play him. I guess, like, the obvious pick would be Tom Hardy if you're looking for a British guy. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. You're right. James Bond doesn't wear a mask. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, every role that Tom Hardy's in, he has some type of mask. It's like, I think it's in his contract or something. I don't know. Yeah, nobody, I guess, just nobody wants to see his teeth or something. Maybe, maybe they're know. disgusting. Who knows? But, um... I I really don't know who else you'd, you'd peg to to play him uh, at this point, but we'll see where I don't know, it goes. Always, there are people talking, trying to get a a woman's a woman James Bond, a Jamie Bond, or whatever. Yeah, which is which, I mean maybe with the white right actress maybe. But uh, look, the 007 James Bond character, it's a code name. Like it's not anybody that like I keep seeing people get mad online about like oh it's got to be like a white guy. Look, it's a code name. Like, you've had how many actors play this one character over the course of like fifty years, and yeah, it was some like six repeats or something. And, it's ridiculous. and runarounds and stuff. It's it's basically a code name. Like at this point, I have no issues whatsoever with them going with a woman, with a black man, with anybody really. Um, any just as long or as or any male, female. Thing. If yeah, they, if they find the right actor actress for this then have at it i think yeah, it'll it, be good so if it's a good person i don't really care um a 007 needs to do some coming back because right now it's getting put in the grave by ethan hunt um <laughs> in terms of in terms of you know that that type of character um yeah yeah so moving on um to probably uh, the biggest topic in the uh general movie world lately is the james the past, Gunn saga. What, two or three weeks yeah james yeah. gunn it has been a wild ride. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention, James Gunn got the boot from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, yeah, it was like uh, 2009, 2011 or something. He had a couple of tweets that uh, he said were just to kind of poke fun and trying to agitate people to get a response out of them, uh, but didn't mean anything behind it. Uh, but now... These streets were these tweets were uh, dug up by people. I don't know people. Those you know internet trolls. They do what they do. And uh, Disney fired him. It was it was a sad day to see that news. Um. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I I mean I get it. Uh, it they're problematic tweets. Obviously, uh, he apologized for them a long time ago. Apparently. Yeah, that's the thing. In like 2012 or whatever, like he made like an official apology about him. Like, yeah, there's so certain, then why certain six things, years later? Yeah, certain things you shouldn't. I, shouldn't I, joke I about. Yeah. Shouldn't really joke about. Um, uh, but we'll see where it goes. Uh, 
Marvel wants to keep his script on board, which is a great idea because it's rehashing the whole thing right now is a terrible idea. There was a rumor going around that Marvel wants to bring him back for a different movie down the road, which, which is, is weird. Dumb. Um, just have him back for this if you're going to bring him back at all. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna keep him, like keep him from Guardians of the Galaxy because the first two movies have been some of the best Marvel movies. Like, and he's done wonders with the script and the directing. So if you're gonna keep him within Marvel, keep him with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, um, and, and on top of that, the entire cast is with him, um, standing with him on this. Um, they understand it's not, I mean, I guess yeah. they, they don't think it's a, a big idea or a big problem, which is fine. Um, yeah, we even got Dave Bautista, who plays Drax, threatening that, like, if they don't use his script, like, he's going to try and opt out and, like, leave. Like, like Marvel, they, we, you don't want that. Yeah, yeah, um I've seen people online um I'm a I'm a big uh big Dave fan um from oh, yeah. back when he was a wrestler. Um uh, but I've seen a lot of people online that are, you know, oh well, get rid of him, you know whatever. I'm not Ridiculous. entirely sure who they'd get that could play the Drax character after him. Um no one. who has a the physical characteristics and the, you know, Wait, I've seen people Humor. mention about the Hulk, but like, one Marvel wasn't huge when Edward Norton got canned. Um, very true, very true. Yeah, like it, it wasn't that wasn't a big issue to to replace, and I don't believe they've had to replace anybody, at least of decent stature, um, um, since that. You would know that better than I do. No, um, I don't think it, the only thing within an MCU of someone that's been switched was Edward Norton and Mark Ruffalo for the Hulk, which that was an upgrade. So yeah, I mean yeah. that ended up going better. Um, I just yeah, I don't know necessarily who they'd get to play it. Obviously, I assume this would be the last Guardians movie. It seems like every movie is or every character is basically getting a trilogy. So, um, but uh, who knows? Because. Mm. I'd prefer them to just bring him back on, um, but uh, as long as they use the script, I think everything will be all right. Obviously, um, I, I have no idea who they'd bring on, who's available to be brought on. Brought on. Um, uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, I know. I mean, Disney's Infinity. pretty steadfast on on keeping them out, so we'll see. It's stupid. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, Infinity War spoilers. Uh, they all died, so we'll be interesting to see how they get brought back in. So I guess that'll be within Avengers four because, but they're making this third movie. So they're that, alive somehow. That's true. Who knows? Maybe this is all just a, a big elaborate, hoax. Yeah. It's an elaborate plan to, to make <laughs> everybody think distracted. guardians are actually dead. Uh, who knows? That's what I wish it was. Um, anyway, that's <laughs> obviously we'll keep you up to date on any new James Gunn stuff as, as it progresses. Um, Last note for news that I have here, the forever rumored um, new Scarface movie, which if you're not familiar with the previous two, there was one that was, I believe, 1932 or somewhere in there, um, a Scarface movie that was basically um, a play on Al Capone's life and career, and then the much to much fanfare the the scarface with al pacino uh portraying a cuban immigrant um this one is officially set to finally start in october uh with antoine fuqua 
who is famous for yeah. uh, Training Day, the Equalizer movies, uh, a bunch of good, good stuff with good Denzel. Director, good director. Um, he apparently really wants to get Denzel in on this, and apparently Denzel uh, is refusing for now. I mean, uh, uh, we'll see if that changes. I, can see, I, don't, I don't know if I really see this. I mean, if they're trying to keep the same story as the 1983 one, I, I don't really see they Denzel they, in that part. They aren't. Um, this is much like the other two. It's going to be the same name, but a different style. This one is, I don't believe Denzel would play the lead. He would play a different character in it. Um, because the idea behind this one is that it's going to be a Mexican immigrant, um, in California, I believe, um, trying to start up, um, something. The rumored lead right now for, um... The lead role in this is going to be Diego Luna. Uh, he's the, the the person being rumored. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, was he Cassian Andor in Rogue One? Are we thinking? Uh, am I thinking of the same person? I think yes, yes. He. Okay. I was just I thought the name sounded familiar from somewhere. Um, so that'll be interesting if that ends up doing it. Fuqua does really stylistic action work in his movies. Um, I have you ever seen Training Day? I, uh, yeah, it was a while ago, but yeah. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. he, obviously the Equalizer movies are really entertaining to watch. <laughs> yeah, they um, are. And a lot of that's because of his, his action sequences and stuff. So I think it'll be interesting. A lot of people uh, are in an uproar about it, you know, as always. But but a lot of people also don't understand that the, the famous Scarface movie is, again, taken from another Scarface movie. So it's all basically under the same. Yeah, I name. actually don't think I knew just, that before today. So yeah, see, you learn something every day. Learn something every day. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Um, now it was kind of been it's been pushed back for years now. Fuqua got the green light to go with it after the Equalizer two. Um, hopefully it goes through. I'm interested in seeing how it goes. I'd really like to see Denzel in on it because I mean he's just fantastic and everything. This <laughs> Denzel. He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's good. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, and finally we'll go to, uh, our final, our final review. review. Uh, so this past weekend we saw Black Klansman, um, a movie rumored for Oscar buzz this year. Already, um, yeah. Which I will start off my review by saying that it absolutely should get a best picture nomination. It is the best movie I've seen this year that was not a Marvel or uh, Tom Cruise movie. Uh, it, it just it reflects on so many things um, that are wrong and wrong in this country um, in terms of discrimination um, and hate um, that best. played such a large role back then as it does yeah, now. Like the movie, this tip, it takes place in like the late seventies and. And like the the themes then, the similar themes now. It's it's scary almost the comparisons and yeah, was, we we really, really well it really shows that like we truly haven't really gotten far um, in Which terms is of sad. progression as much as we like to think that we have. Um, I gave it a ninety five. Like I said, it it was just an incredible picture. I've never been a huge fan of spike lee films he does has a couple good ones here and there but he's been pretty spotty in my opinion um it was produced by jordan peele so that it might help explain um a, well, lot of a little it. better yeah um uh, i was a yeah. huge get out fan so that definitely oh well, yeah great movie here's the thing though it. i gave it i gave it an 80 like i enjoyed it 
I thought it was a really well done movie. Good skip in the script. Uh, good parallels to now. Uh, Denzel's son was the lead. John David Washington, I think, I believe his name is, and Correct. he did a really good job. Former NFL uh, running back. Yeah. Fun yeah. fact of the day. Yeah. Um, and it was a really good movie, and I could I can see what you're saying. How I could see it getting possibly nominated for best picture, but I mean. I don't think it was a fantastic movie. I thought it, it dragged at times. Um, it was a little long. Um, but it, it was still a really good movie. Like it, you, Most people should go see this. Like, I see the thing and the things that I liked about it. I, I liked obviously what I mentioned before about um, it, the impact it has overall on a, on a social aspect. Um, I thought strong performances all across the board. Adam mm-hmm. Driver, uh, mm-hmm. John David Washington, uh, Laura Harrier, um, all the way across the board. Everyone was fantastic in it, um, t- especially Topher Grace as David Duke. That it just—I'll it never character. not see him as Eric from that '70s show, um, even when he <laughs> yeah. was Venom. Um, oh, jeez, it, it don't just, talk about that. It, it's that morphed into my head. So, like, it was really entertaining to kind of see this. I think one um, of the the coolest parts about this movie is that it's based off a true story. Like this actually happened out in Colorado Springs in the seventies. Yeah, um, like, it's it's a crazy it so story overall. I I didn't think it drug at all throughout any course of the movie. I, I was, it had just for me it was a great build up the whole way through. Like it it kept me going a little bit, a little bit, a little bit each time. Um, and yeah, I just, <laughs> it's hard to explain, but I just, I love the movie and I think it, it's a must watch for everybody out there. Um, I think, yeah, I think people should definitely go see this movie. Yeah. Um, get out there to the movies to see it, run it on Redbox, whatever you have to do. Um, definitely see this movie this year. It, it's just, yeah, it's phenomenal I mean, work. Fan, fans loving it too. Cause I, we, uh, like putting into our score thing on Friday morning before we saw it Friday night and it was at like a 6.9. INDB, INDB score and it's up to a 7.5 and it's only been 48 hours so like that's a drastic change for a movie in 48 hours well that's uh, so I, fans are loving it fans are loving it and also I think uh, to be honest with you a lot of those early scores are definitely people that didn't see the movie that knew what the movie was going to yeah. be about and they give it a one star because they don't like yeah it's, I mean to say it is racist, actually like, it's, basically. You know, it, it only has 4300 reviews right now so i mean that's not that's not a lot at all but still yeah i mean understandable yeah we'll see where it goes um it's definitely you know it's a fantastic movie i think it'll definitely get oscar buzz like mm-hmm. I said, oh yeah critics loved it as a 97 98 on ron tomatoes uh 83 metacritic score like so the, the critics are loving it, so I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised at all if it gets a Best Picture nom. Yeah, um, uh, we'll see. I mean, there's still obviously a lot of big, big hype movies coming out later this year. Um, so we'll Which see we'll where it ends up falling. Uh, maybe, it, maybe it doesn't get um, get that Oscar nomination. Yeah, We'll see. Um, yeah, I, like we'll I said, see. I highly recommend it for everybody to go out there and see it um, whenever you can. Great film. Uh, great performances across the board. Great story. Um, I might end up checking out uh, Ron Stallworth's book 
um, down the road just to see, read a little bit more into it. I'm sure there's a lot more to the story than they could put into two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah, for those that don't know, Ron Starworth was the main character that John David Washington played. Absolutely. Um, it. We will highlight it with saying that there is a lot of strong language and and, and racial slurs, a, a, yeah, a lot of them. It, it's so, I mean, chock full of them. Um, so yeah, really so don't take of, a, don't really take your kids to go see it, but uh, not that you probably needed to know that. <laughs> I mean, obviously you I probably mean, if, aren't if, take your if kids it fits the era, it. it fits the era, and I mean it it plays really well with the racism at that time, but. The, but there's still because of that there's there's a lot of it so yeah uh so yeah uh what was our combo score for that that was uh an 86.8 it is the fourth highest movie we've ranked this year so yep uh that's i mean that's exactly where i ended up having it on which my yeah list. like you said behind marvel and tom cruise that's the top movie yep uh as it should be, as it should be. Um, I'm, I, I mean, I hope for more movies that are like that throughout the course of the rest of the year. Um, I, I hate, I, as much as I love Marvel movies, it, it does feel weird to me to have those at the top. But I mean, Black Panther and Infinity War were no, tremendous. Those are and, and fantastically amazing, Impossible awesome movies. Maybe the most fun I've had watching a movie in a long time. Yeah, it, since Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I loved Infinity War, but I the end i didn't have as yeah. much fun like i had fun <laughs> the entire way through mission impossible uh, don't um bring up, don't bring that up so uh any last words uh no i think that's a good good wrap of the week um next week we're gonna try and do this on a weekly basis so uh next we'll talk to you next week yeah well uh not sure exactly what we'll have planned out for next episode um we'll probably do like a list of our top movies or bottom movies of the year so far um, or something like that um and we'll we'll do planned lists throughout the like throughout the year depending on what the movie is like the subject matter or something like that maybe we'll write movies yeah go out and uh follow us on the social medias uh like us on facebook follow us on twitter uh we'll try and keep up to date on there on what uh movies we'll be seeing and reviewing uh so if you're interested look there absolutely uh so on facebook we are roll the credits podcast on twitter we are at roll underscore credits pod um you can follow us on there for all information throughout the week um when we get done seeing a movie we'll be putting out a uh like a visual combo score and stuff like that for everybody to see um so gotta go out of your way um once this is to itunes and stuff you know go give us five stars uh subscribe to us so you get it every share week. it with your friends absolutely share it around let's get us to the top uh, i'm expecting high hopes guys come on <laughs> uh yeah i mean like i said at the beginning we're just average joe's just trying to give you the average joe a a good um rundown of, of uh, the movies that are coming out and all the news and information we want as many people as possible to go out to the theaters we want you know the entertainment industry to boom um we just want to be a small speck in that grand universe um We'll grow. We'll grow. Yeah. So uh, go out to your local theaters. Go see a movie, whether it's uh, Christopher Robin, Black Klansman, or if you're uh, into... Or The Meg for some reason. Yeah, if you're really big into Jason Statham, go see The Meg, which I don't believe we'll be reviewing, but who knows, that could change. Um, If you have any... If it works with MoviePass and I have the time, maybe. Yeah, 
Um, and if there's any movies on a streaming platform that you think about seeing and you, you want us to you review think are or something, yeah. um, go ahead and send us a message on uh, Twitter or Facebook. You know, one of us or both of us will get around to maybe watching it and reviewing it on here. Um, always down to watch other stuff just to give you guys a review. Yeah. Um, if you need it, uh, I, I try to watch as many movies as possible. So um, we'll catch yeah. you guys next week, hopefully, uh, with another movie review or so. Um, and everybody have a great week at, at work. Yeah. See you, everyone.